Make sure your underwear is tight tomorrow because you will have a boner. Where is he? I even wore my tight underwear for the boner speech. Just relax, honey. He's getting ready. That's for the underwear. I think it was just an expression. Look, I may be old-fashioned, but the man says, wear your boner pants. I wear my boner pants. What's happening, guys? Happy Wednesday, and welcome to the Dynasty War Zone, the People's Dynasty Podcast. On today's show, we are going to get caught up. Jerry and I haven't recorded in a while, and we're both going to give you our rookie combine thoughts. Uh, we'll go quickly. And then uh, a little thing called free agency starts today, if you're listening to this on Wednesday, 3.15. And uh, I'll tell you the guy that I love almost as much as Austin 3.16. That is my co-host. He is the man of the hour and the man with the power. Jerry Sinclair, buddy, how's it going? It's it, it's good, and I appreciate that introduction. But don't you dare put me in the same universe as Stone Cold Steve Austin. Well, I don't as mean like much, the global. As much as I love myself. There is not a universe. Well, my in universe. The multiverse. It's any my, universe. In the Memphis verse, me, you're, you're, you're very well thought of here, Jerry. I, I've but, missed you. But still, we are talking about the man that made the Stone Cold Stunner one of the great gifts in Jerry's repertoire. I think part of the reason okay. why he's still so beloved is like he got to kick the shit out of his boss. And we all got to live vicariously through that back back in the day. So listen, he, he gave a stunner to a, a former president of the United States. There's yeah, there not, was. There's the, not another human being that has that qualification. Put that at the top of the resume. Give him whatever he wants. That is true. You know how many people like if if he ran for president like opposite of Donald Trump, I think all he would have to do is show like him <laughs> kicking Donald Trump in the stomach and. Hitting him with a stunner. I, th I think that fun, would go. Fun fact about that. Yeah. Was at WrestleMania. Detroit. Detroit. It was Detroit. Guess who was there? This guy. J Jerry. So so there you go. You get to ask Jerry how how he felt seeing former President Donald Trump get stone cold stunned by Steve I, Austin. I have no I idea was, how we even tapered off on this on this subject. Yeah, I, I don't know. But it, it's stone cold. Listen, don't get too. Millennials slash Gen Z people talking about Stone Cold because this will always happen. Well, well I was just happy that I got to breathe the same air as him in that building that night. That's well, if it was in Detroit, it's probably not air most of us wanted to <laughs> breathe to to <laughs> to 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 be real honest. But I, I'm glad to have you back. Super fortunate. I want to give a shout out to our own Dallas Hyder, the guys over at the Dynasty War Games. Those guys have been putting out great content, keeping three, four. You know, three or four shows a week have been coming out between the War Zone, the War Games, and the Rookie Rundown. This week will be no different. If you're listening to this on Wednesday, Jerry and I, due to scheduling, are actually recording on Sunday. Um, this is where you're going to need your DWZ time machine. On Monday the 13th, is that what that is? Monday the 13th? We're already on Monday the 13th of March? Holy cow. And I'll be recording with Matthew Hicks, Matt Hicks of Sports Illustrated. We're going to be talking about rookies, which you should have heard yesterday. If you're listening to this, the Dynasty War Zone today on Wednesday via podcast, then go back to Tuesday and catch me. See, this is where you need that flux capacitor. You need, you, you need to get in the, the DeLorean, hit 88 miles an hour, go backward, and listen to Matt and I talk about rookies. And then tomorrow... Our guys from the Dynasty War Games will be conducting a mock draft. Now, if you were subscribed to YouTube, 
Dynasty Warzone. Go to YouTube, search Dynasty Warzone. You would have saw that on Sunday as well. That's why this video was not under the live videos because Jerry and I just streamed. Just a, a quick recording to talk about some uh, Dynasty Fantasy Football so those guys could use the YouTube channel. So a lot going on. We're going to keep this up. We're going to go hard, Jerry. You know, basketball season, March Madness kicking off. Yeah. And my Spartans. Okay. A little, little Sparty. Let's go. Now, um, this is a basketball term. But here at the DWZ, we're going to go hard in the paint for, you know, the next two and a half months. We're going to get you through March. We're going to get you through free agency. We're going to get you through rookies. Then we're going to turn around and get you through the NFL draft. Then we're going to help you with all your mock draft stuff. Then we're going to get you all the way to Memorial Day. Then we'll slow down a little bit. We'll take the summer, June and July. We'll still be here. Don't worry. We're not breaking the Wednesday streak, but a lot going on. So please, pretty please, subscribe everywhere. Go to a social media channel. Search Dynasty Warzone and subscribe. If you're checking us out on podcast, leave us a rating and review, please. And speaking of please, Jerry, I was pleased to go over the NFL Combine. What were your thoughts on the Combine? Now, I know it almost feels like dated news at this point, yeah. but but there was a Combine in Indianapolis. You and I have had a chance to talk about it, talk about the Combine, Jerry. What were your initial thoughts? Any, any first takeaway? You know, the only real thing that I got from it is I wasn't blown away. This just, it doesn't feel like it's one of these that's just going to, you know, change the face of Dynasty. There's a couple pieces that I'm intrigued by. Like, I am personally not the biggest Anthony Richardson fan in the world. It's hard to argue. That well, the well, well they'll, they'll take away. Wonders. They'll take away your Dynasty analyst card if you don't. If you don't love Anthony Richardson right now, Jerry. I, I, I'm just saying. Like, it, it, he made. He looked great. Bro looked absolutely fantastic. He looked like a true specimen at the position. But you know. Other than that, I don't know. It was a bunch of guys who were really small. Like, maybe that's just the way the NFL is going. But there was a lot of running backs that came in small. And I don't want to overreact to it because the NFL draft is going to tell me what they think of these players. But I didn't love it. You know, Jameer came in a little, little, little fella. He's 200 pounds. I, I don't think I that know, for, for what he's going to do. 199, that fucking, that threshold. I, you know, I, I, you. I know, I'm just messing. It was, it was Cody last week, you know, who was talking about, you know, him coming in at 199. It's like if he'd have went full, if he'd have went full Bryce if, Young. If would, it, yeah, well, if he wouldn't have taken a dump before, and, and, he, yeah, he would have been 202 and been fine. Too much morning coffee just cleaned him right out. So, yes, it did. Uh, you know, my biggest takeaway is, and, and this happens to even the most savvy and experienced Dynasty gamer, and, and, and I've, uh, I've borrowed this saying, but Dynasty picks are, you know, uh, the wave of the future. And always will be. It's like they say that about soccer. Soccer is the game of the future and always will be. And, and I feel like, because it's never going to get there. And if you chase rookie picks, it's always going to be your future and you're never going to have one. You're always going to be one draft class away. And, and this is a great example. I can think back to not this past summer, but the summer of 2021. And I remember all the Debbie heads. And it's Debbie heads that get you all in trouble, by the way. People that love college football. People that love college football, people that love Saturdays more than Sundays. Not that they don't love Sundays, 
but they get you all in trouble. They tell you to accumulate all these picks and you're going to have this guy and that guy and it's it's going to be grand. And and then you get to the NFL draft and it's been like this pretty much 3 years in a row. And not that we won't have a stud here or there. We're going to talk about some studs here in just a second. But it just feels like you're always sort of chasing, Jerry. Yeah. I mean, it just I'm just looking at the like the spreadsheet. Who did this? Uh, Alex Katzen, at Alex Katzen. He has uh, a spreadsheet that has everybody's results from the combine. And just looking at the wide receiver names, you know, a couple of years ago, there was tons of first round Debbie picks because I was, I was pretty into Debbie at about that time. You got Joseph Nada from Clemson and Justin Shorter, who was a five-star, which Penn State transferred to Florida. I mean, Keishon Boudé has had, you know, I mean, he's dropped off. The Debbie guys will get you in trouble, brother. You know, the, the, the Debbie guys have their guys. And I don't want to besmirch the good name of your boy, DeAndre Swift. But I remember him being a Devi darling. Yeah. And he's been fine in the NFL, but he's never lived up to what we thought he was going to be. Part of that's injury. Part of it is that he's not a true kneecap biter like Jamal Williams. That's why that's Dan Campbell loves him so much. But but that was my my first takeaway. My my second takeaway is his QB class. They're all flawed. So you have to decide very quickly. If you have, let's say, the 102 through 106, you have to ask yourself, what do I need? What do I need with this pick if I'm going QB? Now, if you got a couple of guys, it's not inconceivable that you could have like Jalen Hurts and and Deshaun Watson, a, a guy like that. Then I think in that spot, you can swing for the fences and take an Anthony Richardson, even a Will Levis. But if if you're a if you're a guy or a lady on the the 103, and there's all the QBs there, and and, and you want to go CJ Stroud because the Panthers traded up to get what is presumed to be CJ Stroud, and maybe you had Tom Brady who retired, or you've got some other aging QBs like an Aaron Rodgers, and, and you're wanting to plug in a safer play, then I don't blame you for going CJ Stroud there. I know everybody's going to say, you got to swing for upside. It's like, maybe, but if like you're in need and you need a guy that's going to be super safe and produce pretty much right away, I, I think you have to go with C.J. Stroud. Jerry, what do you think about that takeaway from the combine? And uh, do you have any more? No, and it, let's let's talk about this trade. You know, I mean, that's a pretty big deal. Um, not Not so much the trade itself because, I mean, Carolina paid – a shitload to to the bears and but what does it mean for dynasty right like it, it does seem like it's going to be cj because bryce came in as a little fella i say that like he's not bigger than me but you know 510 200 pounds so it seems like it's going to be cj because they were sort of in that same tier but he's got nobody and now he doesn't even have dj Moore because he got shipped off to justin fields so where does that put C.J. Stroud's ceiling? And how are you handling a situation with Justin Fields? Because you're not somebody that loves Justin Fields. You definitely don't love the hype that he's gotten, justifiably. Um, but he's just gained D.J. Moore, who's a very good veteran wide receiver in this league, has been highly productive his whole career with absolute mud butt at quarterback. 
and they have the ninth pick, which is right in that window where he could have someone that he's very familiar with in Jackson Smith and Jigba or whoever the hell they decide to go to. And all of a sudden they could have an intriguing offense. So how do you, how do you feel about fields? How do you feel about Carolina and their quarterback situation? Cause it's going to be a rookie quarterback. So someone that we're taking at the peak of our dynasty superflex drafts is going to a situation with butthole wide receivers. Well, for me, sorry about the little pause there. For for me, I you think were just thinking about butthole wide receivers. I, I, I got mm, mm-hmm. You know, the 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 Panthers still have the 40th overall pick. And there's yeah. going to be wide receivers in the in that range cuz the second they gave up, they gave up a first this year, a first next year, a second this year, a second in 25 and then DJ Moore. Yeah. The the second this year that they gave up was 61 overall. That was the pick from the San Francisco 49ers that they gave up to get Christian McCaffrey. And, you know, DJ Moore. And, I, and no one loves DJ Moore. We can talk about that, too. We'll just kind of interme- intermingle the rookies with the veteran takes. What the hell? I don't care. For me, it says a couple of things. First of all, I think from the Bears standpoint, this is where the rubber meets the road yeah. with with Justin Fields. They're, they're probably going to use nine on a tackle. That's going to be a great spot in this draft class to get a to get an offensive tackle. You're going to add DJ Moore. You've already overpaid, but you, you you can't change your acquisition cost at this point. Correct. So so you've added DJ Moore. You've added Chase Claypool. And a little quick pause. This is how you get wide receivers for a, a run first quarterback. This is what Baltimore never st- stepped in and did for Lamar Jackson because we've learned via Baltimore that wide receivers in like free agency aren't going to of their own free choice choose the running quarterback in the low volume pack. They're just not. Everybody yeah. in the league has mad respect for Lamar, but the reason why they can't get free agents to go there is because they need numbers. They want numbers. They don't get paid to block. They get paid to catch touchdowns and run lots of routes and and do those things. So the Bears have done a good job. You still have Mooney there. And you know, you have Cole Komet. So you have four legitimate pass catchers now. You know, everybody shifts down. DJ Moore becomes your one. Claypool goes from having to be your one to your two, much more of a natural position for him. And Mooney goes to that three. That is super duper. Komet, maybe he takes a step. I don't know. I was reading today they want to re-sign the the running back, David Montgomery. We'll talk about him in just a second as well. So I think for the Bears, they did really good. And here's the thing. I know nobody wants to talk about this. I think this was the most genius, smart, intelligent, upside move of the entire trade. With all that draft capital, if the Bears are bad again this year, and if Justin Fields is bad, I know everybody, it's inconceivable. We can't think about the world where the where the, the coin could flip tails 16 times in a row, but it could happen. If he, if he has another really bad season, passing the ball especially, they'll have the draft capital in 2024 to go up and get a Caleb Williams or a Drake May potentially. So I think this is the really smart part of this trade that you're not hearing enough about. And if Carolina's bad next year, because like to your point, I'll get to them in a second, they traded away a lot of stuff too. And if yeah. they're and if they're bad and the Bears are bad and you have like two top ten picks and you can throw in, you know, your own 2025 first and that Carolina 2025 second, you give someone three firsts and two seconds, even if 
they could be getting Drake May or Caleb Williams. They're at least going to listen to that conversation. So I think that was, I think that was super smart on the Bears' part. And then from Carolina, yeah, what I'm doing, you've got Terrace Marshall. Maybe there's some value there. And you got Tommy Trimble, who I still like at tight end. We'll see what they do there. Uh, I think you got to draft a rookie wide receiver, best available on your board at 40. And then uh, Minnesota Viking Adam Thielen got cut on like Thursday. Do you go get a veteran like Adam Thielen who can help in that room? Maybe Frank Reich can get another, not a year of production out of T.Y. Hilton. Obviously him and T.Y. work together in Indy. Can you go get a veteran like that, that veteran presence in the wide receiver room to kind of give these guys a boost? So those are kind of my takes on everything that you wanted to know about Carolina and Chicago. Did I answer your questions? Yeah, I'm going to follow up one with 40, though, the the 40th pick. If they do go wide receiver, does that person just, no matter who they are, just based on that situation, that draft capital, I mean, they're going to go like 106 or 107 because they're going to be matched up with a super young quarterback that has a lot of hype because either way, whether it's young or it's Stroud, there's hype there just because they're a rookie and they're the new hotness and new hotness always creates value. That wide receiver is going to have good draft capital matched up with that quarterback and have a very easy shot at being the one. I just see that position being such an easy way to profit immediately after rookie drafts because it, it, even if you don't believe in that player or the quarterback that they're going to be with their their value is going to spike it, it this is Clyde Edwards Hilaire going to Kansas City it, it, it's just the opportunity is there and and the the road to lots of touches is there and that is always going to get everyone in this community's nipples so fucking hard that it's an easy way to exploit it for value you know, an, another another move I may make if I'm Carolina, because I said the Bears should have done this, by the way. If I'm, you know, Elijah Moore, not thrilled to be in New York. If you remember last year, now part of it was is he had an issue with the offensive coordinator. He didn't like his usage pattern. So if you're Carolina, can you take, can you take 40 overall and can – you go to the New York Jets. You can give them 40 overall. Can you get Elijah Moore and 113? I, I would guess you can. Like, I, I don't know what the, the numbers say, but I would guess I, I would much, better than that. I would much rather have Elijah Moore with two years left on that rookie contract than, than I would any of the guys in this range. Uh, I'm just using Tankathon, and their wide receivers in that range are guys like Jalen Hyatt, Josh Downs, Keyshawn Boutte. Now, I, I like Keyshawn Boutte. Uh, Cody and I, Cody Carpentier from Roto Underworld slash Player Profiler. Uh, that's our guy. So, that, by the way, that's a that's a consensus. Memphis and Cody, we both like Will Levis. We both like Keyshawn Boutte. But as, as crazy as it is to say, I would rather have the veteran, quote-unquote veteran presence of Elijah Moore. And I think if an Elijah Moore could wind up there, I, I don't think you have anything left to give if you're Carolina because could you have talked the Bears into taking 40 instead of DJ Moore? Because now you're going to go out and try to use – by the way, uh, I've already patted the Bears on the back enough, but let me give them one more pat on the back. You know the Bears have like the most cap space this year, right? Yeah. So DJ Moore's contract – I actually tweeted this out, and a lot of people, even 
uh, some some pretty sporty people actually liked my tweet. It was uh, DJ Moore is due like 21 million, like toward the dead cap. It's not actually what he's going to get paid, but his dead cap number is 21 and a half million this year. And the Bears have got like all this cap space. Next year, his cap number drops down to like 1.1 million. In the year after the mat, that, his dead cap number is zero. So if the Bears need to rework or you know cut him or, or move money around to make a contract work with DJ Moore, it was an incredibly talented guy with a very team-friendly contract. So kudos to the Bears. But to, to end this up, I'm still going to like whoever Carolina selects. But if it's Bryce Young or it's C.J. Stroud, would you consider those more of like pocket passer guy i mean yeah for sure and, and how much harder is it for pocket passer guy to be except you know exceptional for what we do which is fantasy football i mean it is i mean so so in, unless you see that guy cj stroud or bryce young and you know let's say one goes to carolina and one goes to to houston are you excited for either of those quarterbacks in those offenses no sir so how could you take those guys 102, 103, 104 in a Superflex League? I can't do that. That was another one of my takeaways. I got a lot of heat for this tweet, but I, I thought it was funny. I said, Bryce Young. I was like, if you're looking for a shiny new Nissan Altima with the upside of a Toyota Corolla, Bryce Young's your guy, Jerry. I'm, I ain't mad at you. Solid, but and, not and since... The, pro the problem is these, these dudes that... They've seen these kids play in, in big college football games for two, three years or whatever. And then they just cannot accept the fact that there's a situation where they go to bad situations in the NFL and they're just they don't replicate things the same way. I, I mean, Justin Fields is a prime example, not to say he can't get there and not to say these rookies can't get there either. But more often than not, people don't hit the hype. I mean, even Trevor Lawrence. I'm, I'm very excited about Trevor Lawrence. He has shown lots of things. He hasn't hit the hype that that guy got. I mean, that was a Andrew Luck-esque, you know, generational talent. And he's on the right track. But, yeah, every, everybody loves the new hotness, Randy, until they don't. You know, you know what's weird, and I don't want to paint everybody into a bucket, but, like, the same guys that tell you you have to have the Konami code – at your quarterback position, you have to have that Josh Allen, Jalen Hurts, Justin Fields. You have to have that running component to be really good at fan fantasy football. Are the same guys that are telling you that you have to draft Bryce Young and, and C.J. Stroud. I'm like, now no, wait a second, guys. Now wait a second. This and, and, and don't just take my word for it. I want you to go. I want you to go on Twitter. And I want you to think of your favorite running QB analyst. Because they're all out there. I'm not going to name any names. Every time I name names on this podcast, I get blocked by a bunch of butthurt, sensitive fantasy football content creators. I'm not talking shit. I'm just being honest. But you know these people. Hey, we love running quarterbacks. Okay. And, and their same commentary is draft C.J. Stroud, you know, if you're the Carolina. This, 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 there's a component missing. To this conversation, Jerry, you know, if, if you yeah. love if you love Jalen Hurts coming out, and if you love Justin Fields, wouldn't you wouldn't you be higher on Will Levis? Because it feels hypocritical. I mean, we just we talk about the same names we've been talking about, it, but that that happens every single offseason. and I think that's why we are ornery, skeptical 
old men yelling at clouds. You know, th that's that's like, like, I'm sorry, like, like, maybe we are that. But how many times have we have we done this? How many times have we seen this? I would, it's every year. I would and I'm not putting myself over or you over too strong. But I would rather be old man yelling at the cloud who gets it right for you, the listener than to be the young whippersnapper who's just yelling into the echo chamber and helps you get it wrong. Jerry and Jerry and I, dude, you and I last year were pissing all over the Malik Willis fire. Dude, this time last year, and I will call him out because he, he's a national guy. He's on NBC Sports Edge. Thor Nystrom last year from, uh, again, NBC Sports Edge, he was comping Malik Willis to Michael Vick. There were there was so much hype around Malik Willis that Lions fans were pissed when they traded up and took Jameson Williams and didn't take Malik Willis. And then Malik Willis didn't even go until whenever he went. And it was day three, right? It was round four. Yeah, he was a third round pick, yeah. Like, <laughs> goodness gracious. You know, if you got Malik Willis, you're hoping for a, a Tyson Hill, Taysom Hill outcome. outcome <laughs> and, 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 and it's not a shot at Thor. We all get some right. We all get some wrong. But, you, you know, people were killing the Colts today because Chris Ballard said, you know, I'm good at four. I'll get a QB at four, and everybody's like, "Well, you, you, you know," in, in the condescending <laughs> Twitter talk, "You're just stay there and get a quarterback." And I'm like, "Well, wait a second, guys. Let, let's let's talk about let's talk about what the uh, um, the Cleveland Browns got for Carson Wentz in 2020, um, excuse me, 2020, 2016. The Eagles got the second overall pick." And a fourth, a 2017 fourth. You got that so far, Jerry? Yep. The Browns got the eighth pick, so very similar to the Bears and the Panthers. You know, a couple of spots off a little bit, but it's for a QB. So the yeah. Browns went from two to eight. They got the 77th pick that year, whereas the Bears got the 61st pick this year. They also got the 100th pick that year, as well as a 27. I'm assuming a 2017 first rounder and a 2018 second rounder. This deal that the Bears got for the 101 is that much better. Oh, by the way, Jerry, they drafted Carson Wentz. How's that worked out? Yeah. Wah, wah. Well, I mean, it kind of was like for like one year, it looked like it was going to be okay. Yeah, it did. It did. And, and then the Rams. Remember, the, the Rams traded up from 16 to get Jared Goff. And the Rams sent their first, two seconds, a third, another first, and another third to the Titans to get the 101 and a fourth and a six-round pick. So two first, two seconds, and a couple of oddball pick flips in there to go draft who? Jared Goff. Who, in <laughs> fairness, Lions quarterback. in fairness, yes, got yes, him to a Super Bowl. There, but not because of him. And, as much as, as much as I love him, come on now. And and they had to give up. Uh, the Rams had to give up like two first and Jared Goff. You know, it's like it's it's like it's like when you send that like that bad little cousin or kid over to like to your neighbor's house to watch him, and you send him over with like like a bunt cake. That was Jared Goff. Jared Goff was that annoying little kid who was sent over to the Detroit Lions with two first round picks. To uh, but 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 that's my thing, you know. And then there are teams like you know the. The Bills traded up to get Josh Allen. 
it worked out great. The Arizona Cardinals traded up to get Josh Rosen. You know, the 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 Ravens traded up to get to get uh, Lamar Jackson. That worked out well. So just saying that a team, and this includes your dynasty team, by the way, that you have to trade up to get the thing that you need, it doesn't always work out, Jer. No, and that's the thing about the Chris Ballard thing, right? Because that's how dynasty. It's weird that dynasty players would mock something like that because it's exactly how we play. That's how we draft. I, I can sit it for, and I'll take the best offering. I will take what is a value at that spot rather than overpaying to move up a little bit so that I can get maybe a guy that I want. You know what I mean? Like, why am I going to piss value away when I can get something that's comparable? So, well, I mean, it, and, and if you're the Colts, and if you're the Colts there at 104, you know – you're probably going to get Will Levis or Anthony Richardson. I will tell you, based on what I saw coming out of the combine, if I'm Houston and I'm D'Amico Ryans and I can sign a veteran, I'm drafting Anthony Richardson. I promise you I am at 102. I am going to swing for the the ceiling. I am getting my Jalen Hurts. I'm getting my Lamar Jackson. I'm getting my Cam Newton. And I am going to go in front of that Houston media and the national media and say, Really excited for Anthony Richardson. You will not see him in 2023. Don't ask. You know, we get into October. We're winning and we're losing. You know, we're in November and we're 11-2 and two or 2-11. and 11. No, we're not playing Anthony Richardson. He's going to redshirt this year. He's going to learn the NFL game. And if I'm Houston, I'm going to go out and I'm going to get, you know, like, Jimmy, like, like nah, I don't know about Jimmy G, but like a Jacoby Brissett. You know, that type of a guy, you know, a guy that, that can be a really good veteran presence for one year. I don't think there's an Alex Smith type guy out there, but just a pro, dude. Jacoby Brissett has been a pro everywhere he went, and a lot of people would argue that the Cleveland offense took a big old dump when they put Deshaun Watson in and took him out. And if I'm and if I'm Anthony Richardson, but let me ask you this. Let's say hypothetically that situation comes true, and Anthony Richardson is going to be on the bench. He's going to be like a – a Patrick Mahomes, how, where are you going to draft him in rookie drafts? Are you still going to take him 102 in a, in a super flex rookie draft? No, I mean, probably not. I mean, he would fall down. But honestly, I would be happier about it if he does end up. It's weird because I would rather Anthony Richardson go to a shit situation than someone like C.J. Stroud. Because if he's in a shit situation and, you know, they just signed Bobby Trees and they've got John Mechie potentially coming back, you know, Maybe, maybe, maybe not. But if it's a bad situation, which it's likely to be, dude's going to run like crazy, which is exactly what I'm going to want. So I I would actually be more apt to draft him. But no, I'm not taking him at 102, especially if I got to wait, because this is not a game of patience. Everyone in every single argument when they play Dynasty is like, it's Dynasty. You keep them forever. No, ain't nobody got any fucking patience in this game. What are you talking about? Everything changes at the drop of a hat. Every player value is dependent week to week. Get out of here. Well, and there's no guarantee that your league's going to be together by the time the Texans have to have to. The Texans, unless unless you play in uh, Dynasty Wars on Patreon League, which absolutely they they just they just folded since we started, and we are at 19 and counting. Just a little. Let me throw that in there. Well, 19 when you include all of the offshoots. But, yes, Jerry, we'll be starting startups, too, by the way, over at patreon.com forward slash Dynasty Warzone there. But, 
You know, th- th- those are some of my other takes. Um, I'll, ha- I'll hit the running backs real quick because I do want to spend a little bit of time talking about free agents and what's on the horizon, what could be potentially happening today. Like, like I said, we're recording this in the in the past if this is the future. And, and dude, the running back class, it feels like it's, it, it's really a deep class, but like the quality just does not feel like it's there. To me, it's it, there's like three tiers. I don't know people will be like, well, Zach Charbonnet. <laughs> I got news for you, Jack or Jill or whoever the hell's listening. It's B. John Robinson, gap the size of the Grand Canyon, uh, Jameer Gibbs, gap the size of a large landfill, Zach Charbonnet and the rest of these jokers and smokers. That's what I saw. I mean, I saw some guys. I, I saw some guys. I, lo- I, you know, I love Sean Tucker. I, I think there's going to be some running back value, Jerry, but I mean, I think there's going to be a lot of a lot of running backs drafted. But what were your thoughts when I when I say that about the running backs? A lot, but like I'm not blown away. No, exactly what you're saying. Like it, that's why, like when we talked, you know, before about like 108, it's just bleh. it's one of those spots where I I'm not going to be excited to draft any running back. But if I have 208, I'm going to be happy with whatever running back I take there because there's just going to be a chunk of them that are good and I'm going to be happy to have them. This is, it's a weird draft class where I'm happy about drafting like four guys. And then I would rather have the back end of that range for, for that next tier of picks from like 107 to like 210. Like I would rather have the end of the second round and get whatever juice I can get for the 2024 rookie class or some throw in or, you know, if I can drop from 107 to 208 and I can get DPJ or something, and then I can just take whichever running back is there, I'm going to be so much more happy about it just because I feel like they're all the same. Like it's all vanilla ice cream. And I know I like to use vanilla ice cream a lot, but that's what it feels like watching these. Like I like Zach Charbonnet. I liked him when he was at Michigan. And I don't say that about Michigan players often, but nothing that, I have ever seen suggest special NFL player. And that's what this game is. And that's the thing is everyone looks at it at watching somebody play college and they see that they're special in college, but they need to be special in the NFL for them to help you win money in this game. And nothing that I've seen suggests that from well, a giant vast majority of these players. You know, I'm just going to use another site, and I won't even name the site's rankings because I don't have mine all the way done. If you want my Dynasty rankings, again, DynastyWarZone.com. Excuse me, Patreon.com forward slash DynastyWarZone. But, I mean, uh, they this website has Charbonnet 3, Kendra Miller 4, Israel Abaconda, five, and and then you get into A Chain, Spears, Tucker, Bigsby, Evans, Roshan Johnson, Eric Gray, Kenny McIntosh, Evan Hall. Like you can take all of these guys really past Sean Tucker for me. So like nine through twenty-five, you can put them in a big burlap bag, shake them all about, and you can literally wait until the NFL draft because where they go and who they're behind. And are they the RB3, are they the RB4, is going to make all the difference in the world as to what they're done. So that's why I'm I'm going to do my rankings once. I'm going to do my post-combine rankings, and then I'm going to do my my post-NFL draft rankings because a lot's going to change. Like, I I may love Kendra Miller, 
You know, he was a big favorite of Garrett Price when he jumped on the show with me. He was a big favorite of Bruce Matson when he jumped on me. I know you were interested in him as well. But if he gets like day three draft capital in like the fourth round, it's like that's yeah. a that's a I'm fart with a that's a fart with a lump in it there, Jerry. And that's what it is. And I mean, there's a couple guys that I like. Like I like Chase I like Brown a lot of Illinois. them. That's what I'm saying. Like I I think Chase Brown from Illinois runs great, but I'm not gonna you know get all hot and bothered. Mm-hmm about him and because that could happen his draft capital could be absolutely poop and then i just don't care and that's how i feel about a bunch of these guys i could see probably seven or eight guys being rb3 in this class and i wouldn't be surprised if they were rb3 or they were rb10 by the end of it yeah and and you know like my guy is is sean tucker and but i I gotta be honest if he gets you know like i think i think i may have him four or five which is a little high but he is to me what Tajay Spears is a lot to a lot to other people. That that's more of my guy. But Jerry, I'm going to use the running backs as our natural transition spot to slide right into some free agents because that's what's going down today. Today, not yesterday, kind of yesterday because that would have been legal tampering. But tomorrow, now I have a list. I'm going to read you this list. Um, the reason why I chose this list is because it was available uh, on Instagram, and I could screenshot it and have it easily accessible for the show. The uh, if you want to know the Instagram handle, it's National Draft Mocks. National Draft Mocks. Uh, I follow them on Insta, and I saw this. I was like, this would be great for the show. So they have the free agent running backs ranked because obviously Saquon Barkley franchise tagged, Josh Jacobs yeah. franchise tagged. So uh, it, it, in this order. They have David Montgomery as the top available, Kareem Hunt, Miles Sanders, Jamal Williams, Devin Singletary, Deonta Foreman, Jarek McKinnon, Rashad Penny, Damian Harris, and my name is Jeff Wilson Jr., so that is per National Draft Mocks on Instagram. That is their top 10 free agent running backs. You know, that list is a lot sexier or a lot less sexy without Barkley and Jacobs on there. But what do you think about that list? And and who are the guys that, that you think that, that you'll be going to get? Oh, and by the uh, way, uh, J- James Robinson on that list as well. So that, that list is sort of like this rookie running back class, I guess. <laughs> Anywhere from the beginning of that list to the end of that list could end up, and I wouldn't be surprised. So it, it, I think this one is just to be patient. I think there is value in every single one of those running backs, depending what their contract looks like, what that dead cap is going to be, where it's at, yada, yada, yada. Because people hate those running backs. Like, how many people on that list would you say the dynasty community is happy to have on their roster? Because I think I would put that number at zero. Oh, I, I, I'm happy to have Miles Sanders. Yeah, you're I, different I, though. I, but but there's, I'd say four. There's ten guys there. I'm happy if I got David Montgomery on my team, as long as he's not like my RB two. If if any of these guys on this list, eh, maybe not any. But the top three guys, four guys, because I think Jamal Williams of your Detroit Lions is an absolute fucking steal. 
I think he's going to re-sign with the Lions. I think. I think if he does, if he goes somewhere else, I am going to be so much oh, less apt. To a hundred percent. I don't. I don't think he is. I think he's going to stay right there with Dan Campbell. He he's the chief kneecap biter, by the way. We talked earlier about De- DeAndre Swift. You know, there's just certain guys that a head coach trusts, and you know, there's a reason. Little side note before we get back to the free agents, but the the Broncos cut Chase Edmonds, and I know Latavius Murray's there because that's Sean Payton's guy, but that makes me feel just a little bit better about Javante Williams. But we'll discuss Javante Williams on a different day. No, man, I'm good. I think if David Montgomery resigns in that offense, you talk about working with some light boxes, mister. Yeah. I mean, with, D- with DJ Moore there and Mooney there and, you know, those guys to, to you know, pull you know, and even, you know, Chase Claypool. You you cannot. They have put together. It's it's not Philadelphia with AJ Brown and Dallas Goddard and, and Devonta Smith, but that's a pretty good group of weapons. And you're going to get a lot of good running lanes. Whoever the running back for is for Chicago. So I can see them signing Monty to like that uh, two two years, sixteen million type deal. Uh, but any of these guys landing in Chicago, my favorite landing spot's Miami. Yeah, you know, they, they they have no running backs. Both Raheem Mostert and Jeff Wilson Jr. are free agents. So if like a Miles Sanders lands there, he's he's shooting straight up the draft board like with a bullet. Yes, sir. What what is the acquisition cost for any of those guys? Even in even in those premier quote unquote spots where they where they can they can be starting running backs. It, it's still cheap. In a one QB, I'll go like two hundred one through like two hundred five for those guys. See, that's, that's what I mean. That's cheap though. That's, but, that's what right I mean. because because the running backs don't love these running backs. The, the running backs you're going to get in this rookie class. We just talked about them. You know they're they're they could want you know, like literally Miami could sign one of these guys, and then draft one of these rookies. Yeah, and, and I, I just want to slice. I just I just want. I love Miles Sanders. I like the talent. I always have. I don't think he's ever been overly involved in the passing game. I would love to see him wind up in in Miami. Uh, I think guys that are also going to get hurt, like even though I like him, is going to be like Tyler Algier, you know. And, and and on top of these names, it's been rumored that Derrick Henry's on the trading block, Dalvin Cook's on the trading block, uh, Joe Mixon could get cut. I mean. The, the running back landscape is getting ready to take a tremendous shakeup, whether it's free agency or whether it's rookie class. So if you've got a guy like right now and you're, and you're a contender, or if you're a contender that's got a bunch of really good young wide receivers and you can go lock into a, a premium running back and, and, you know, who are even those guys right now? Saquon Barkley, Christian McCaffrey, and Christian McCaffrey's old. You know, Barkley going into year five. I think the, the the big target right now for me is Jonathan Taylor. It's like out of sight, out of mind. He's getting yeah. ready to get an offense upgrade. He's getting ready to get a QB upgrade, maybe an offensive line upgrade because they've got a little bit, little bit of cap room. And you know, and he's he, and he's not the hotness right now. He's not. It's like we forgot he exists. It's like we forgot the the last half of 2021 and all of 2022. Or excuse me, yeah. Or she got that backwards. The end of 2020, all of 2021, because 2022 wasn't wasn't his best work. 
you know, we were, we were talking, you know, in the Patreon before we talk, you know, before we were, we record before we would record for the Patreon. It's called before we hit the record button, the show before the show. I see. I'm, I'm shitty at this, but you know, we were talking about, you know, trades and I actually had, had a couple offers or at least, you know, some conversations about it. And there's a, a league I have where I have Jonathan Taylor and I have Kenneth Walker. And I actually have a shitload of running backs. Like I got like Dalvin Cook and a bunch of stuff in that league. Anyway, my wide receivers are a little thinner. Um, so I was trying to upgrade so I could get Devonta Smith to pair with CD Lamb. And I was like, well, I'd be willing, you know, to move a running back. And he, I tried to offer Jonathan Taylor in the package and he much preferred Kenneth Walker. And I thought that was weird. Thoughts? I love Kenneth Walker. I don't. I don't. I just. Go ahead. He 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 legitimately was not even considering Jonathan Taylor. Like he didn't even want to have that conversation. It's it's wild. Unless, unless it was Kenneth Walker. I mean, for me personally, in my like non rookie running back rankings, it's some combination. I have Jonathan Taylor one. You know, I'm not gonna hold, I'm not gonna hold last year completely against him. I have. Kenneth Walker too, but I want to have Brees Hall too, but I have Brees Hall three. So I think I, think I probably have Brees too. It's it, it's right he, there. It, he, it's being a K nine guy. It's just and, he, catches and, the, he catches the passes. And, and then and then Barkley's right there. And then Barkley uh, Barkley's right there. Robinson's right there. Um, you know, depending on where Robinson lands, I don't know. I, I I've said the whole time. I think Bijan Robinson's to go to Houston. If if I'm Houston, I draft a quarterback at at two. I draft Bijan at twelve, and I give the big double bird. I give the big double bird right to the media. I, I'm going to do whatever I want. If I'm you know uh, Ryan, the the head coach, I'm, I'm going to have my quarterback. I'm going to have my running back. I'm getting John Mechie back. Uh, I I signed uh, uh, Bobby Trees. That's the kind of guy like in Carolina. We talked about that earlier. Bobby Trees is the kind of guy. That's yeah. that elder statesman. But heck yeah, man. Heck yeah. I, I like Kenneth Walker, but I don't like him more than Jonathan Taylor. No, that, that's where I was too. I just, it, it was like, it was like they weren't on the same level. And I just, I, that was, it was eye opening. It just how quick that changed. No offense I mean, to you, Sparty Dog Nation, or anybody involved, but as it relates to being an NFL running back to date and being an athlete, Kenneth Walker is not in the class of Jonathan Taylor. Don't let the fact that he had a bad year because it's 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 just super weird. You know, we would have never held that against Saquon Barkley. We're going back to Devi. Saquon Barkley was able to fade all of the the last couple of years of injuries, and you know he comes back into his credit had a great twenty twenty two, and all of his fanboys, all of his Devi guys were like, I told you he'd be back and. So that, that, that's fascinating. So I tell you the guy that I like on there, and you I'm going to say that. But when Jonathan Taylor does it, my ass is going to be saying, "I told you." He was yeah, when, 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 when he smashes people, when yeah. he smashes people this year, uh, it, it's going to be a beautiful thing. I also like Damian Harris. My only problem with Damian Harris is not the talent. If you go back and look, every game that he played this year, he was listed as the starter for the Pats. If you look at his game started, and you look at Ramondre Stevenson's game started, they add up to about 17 games. The issue is, is Damian Harris just can't stay healthy because I love yeah. the talent. 
Uh, I, I mean, same same could be said about Kareem Hunt. I not with his injuries, but like I I think I still think Kareem Hunt is one of the most talented running backs in the league. He he's not going to get the opportunity, and and I don't I don't think I don't foresee him getting a great opportunity either. All right, I want to say I want to save QBs to the end because I want to I want to wrap this thing up talking Lamar. Cool. But uh, let's talk about wide receivers again per national mock drafts um, on on Instagram. Here's their wide receiver list: number one, Odell Beckham Jr. Number two, Jacoby Myers. Number three, Michael Thomas. Although I've not seen Michael Thomas officially cut yet, maybe I could have been missing it. Number four, Juju Smith-Schuster. Number five, DJ Chark. Number six, Adam Thielen. Number seven, Alan Lazard. And this is where it gets really ugly. You think Alan? You think Alan Lazard at seven's ugly, Mister Nicole? Nicole Muckle Hardman at eight. Darius Slayton at nine. Paris Campbell at ten. Jerry, who 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 are you wanting to dive into that free agent pool with? Listen, there's a three or four of them that I'll throw a third at, maybe like two ten at. I don't care about any of that. Not not a single one of those guys is going to be starting on a championship roster week seventeen and helping me win. At Cor- least if they are, if they are, my season is something catastrophic has happened in week 16 and I am now forced to do this and I am not thrilled at it. When I am looking at my championship roster, I do not get a roster boner. I am just, I'm upset and I'm already counting the second place money and I'm just, I'm spending that because first place money ain't coming home. Well, uh, first of all, uh, because you said the word boner, I will play the new mystery boner open for everybody as uh, as part of this so if you heard that open you're like what the hell is that with the boner pants that's where it come from because jerry said the word boner i've been using for the right the right place to use the boner open and you're welcome well you're yet yeah, you have jerry to thank for this you know I, I you very rarely do you a say something so beautifully and prophetically and so well that i really have nothing to add but you nailed it not one of these guys is going to change your dynasty fortune. If they do, you are in really bad shape. You know, you're, you're hoping to catch a guy that's already on your roster that can help your team. You're hoping that you're, you have these guys and maybe you can flip them and finally get them off your roster. Like you've been carrying this harbinger on your back for the last two years that is Michael Thomas, and he winds up on it, uh, uh, and he winds up on a new spot, and you can, and and you can unload him on some poor un, unlikely sucker to to oh, get him Michael off your. Thomas is my wide receiver four now. I'm ready to win. Good for you. You're not. If, if 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 you're waiting on if you're waiting on Michael Thomas to help you in any form or fashion, but if you can take a newly minted Baltimore Raven that they're way overpaying in an attempt to make Lamar Jackson happy. The, and, and you can, you know, partner that up with like a, a mid-second and you can get into the back end of the first round Bad. all day long and double in in a super flex, 100%. There's not one – I know people like Jacoby Myers. I like Jacoby Myers the, the, the same way I like like a, a Darnell Mooney. If I'm playing in a dynasty best ball, then maybe because maybe he could win me a week here or there. But all of these guys, I always say this: I, what, what percentage, Jerry, of our leagues are you have to set your lineup? Eighty-five, ninety percent. Yeah. 
So I don't want to be sitting on my couch or more often than not in a gym. I don't want to be sitting on a gym, you know, working out and in between sets trying to decide, do I want to, fuck, man, do I want to start Jacoby Myers or do I want to start, uh, you know, some other slap? I, I don't. But if you play Dynasty best ball and, and, and you can use him to make that wide receiver three decision because he had a big week but you didn't have to hit the submit button – that's what I'm doing this with this uh, this group. So uh, don't don't let the smooth taste fool you. Don't let the money fool you with these guys because some of these guys are going to get pretty good money, pretty good coin. That doesn't mean anything. I can't really think of any free agent wide receivers now. Trades are different. You know, Tyreek Hill got traded. You know, Stephon yeah. Diggs got traded. I can't really think of too many free agent wide receiver signings in the last few years that ended up being a a fantasy boom, Jerry. Yeah, no, it's and it's and we're not gonna, we're definitely not seeing it with that group. All right, let's talk tight ends real quick. Just a couple of names, uh, again, per national uh, draft mocks. Um, I'm, I think I keep putting those in different orders. Just search national, whatever, mock, whatever, drafts. Anyway, if they had a better name, they'd be more memorable, like Dynasty Warzone. It's great, fucking great. Um, Tight end free agents. Number one, Dalton Schultz. Number two, Mike Gusecki. Number three, Hayden Hurst. Number four, Austin Hooper. I won't for fall. I won't fall for that again. And then uh, the island of Foster Moreau. So I will just start. I have heard rumor and speculation that Dalton Schultz is going to follow um, Kellen Moore to Los Angeles and sign with the Chargers. I don't know that that's true, but I do know that based on what we saw Gerald Everett do there last year, uh, I would be all about Dalton Schultz. Um, I think I would be too. I, I would be. I would honestly, with the way that I've seen Kellen Moore use the tight end the last few years, any of these guys that wind up in L.A. or if Gerald Everett ends up keeping the job, I, I, I like that. I, I, I've been a Mike Gusecki stand for so long. I just want to see him land in a good spot, Jerry. Um, yeah. Hayden Hurst, Austin Hooper, Foster Moreau. Eh, eh, eh. Right. I got news for you. I do this all the time. Anytime I talk about uh, Mike Gusecki, I'm contractually obligated to mention playerprofiler.com and search Mike Gusecki. He was the athletic tight end super freak that everybody got crazy. Speaking of the combine again, everybody got crazy about all these athletic super freaks at the combine. Mike Gusecki was one of the originals. And he's finally free from the clutches of Miami and going into his sixth year. Could it be his breakout year, Jerry? What are your thoughts on this? Uh, feels like a two-horse race at the tight end position. Yeah, uh, I mean, it is. And I, I was happy to see Evan Ingram stay in Jacksonville. I mean, they, they were always going to franchise. Love it. Love it. T-Law, yeah. Ingram, Ridley, Kirk, yes. ETN. Yes. You talk about an offense, mm-hmm. if you're doing seasonal best ball or redraft, you talk about an offense that you want to sink sink your teeth into right now, Mr. It's Jacksonville under Doug Peterson. Yes, sir. Uh, as far as the other guys, listen, I, as long as Mike Gusecki gets the hell away from Miami. Because I had too many damn shares <sighs> of that and that. That'll just piss you off. I, I still, so. I'm still mad. I'm still fucking mad yeah, about it. But I'm, I'm fine. You know, it. Live and He's learn. definitely one of those guys that I'm always going to draft. Doesn't, yeah. I, I could talk shit about him. I can be happy about him. He's still a guy that he just he falls into that spot where I'm looking at the other names, and I'm just going to take him every time. 
God, I, I hate I, that position, and I like him. So, well, let, let's talk QBs before we talk Lamar. We'll wrap the show up with some Lamar talk. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo, Jacoby Biscuits, Brissett, Baker Mayfield, Marcus Mariota, or Sam Darnold. Um, don't forget, Sam Darnold. Want to throw him out there real quick. Um, of those five, oh, by the way, if the Saints can't uh, get a rework contract with Jameis, they're going to release him on uh, Tuesday, they said. So Jameis would be in that mix as well. Any of these guys you're looking to acquire a share of before they land a spot as like a QB3? Um, I, th- I think out of all of them, I think I'd rather have Jacoby Brissett or or, uh, yeah. or Jameis. I think if Jameis gets cut, Jameis is the kind of guy that, again, I mentioned Houston drafting Anthony Richardson. Why not draft Anthony Richardson and then sign a Jacoby Brissett or a – um, Jameis Winston yeah. to be your QB for 2023. Uh, cause again, you know, D'Amico Ryans does not have to worry about getting fired because he's got a six year contract. Yeah, so well, he, good, good on him. He and sure Jimmy and Jimmy G's, uh, allegedly going to go to the Raiders. So what are you, what are your thoughts on these QBs and we'll wrap her up on Lamar. Yeah, I, th- I think you could take a shot, a cheap shot at just about any of them. You know, I mean, Baker included, you know, but I'm talking, you know, late seconds, thirds, you know, whatever you can get, because at some point, if they end up a starter for any amount of time, even if it's two weeks or three weeks, something as small as that, you can profit off of it. I mean, there was a point when Baker Mayfield was worth absolutely a wet sock with a hole in it. And then he started for a couple of weeks and you could have flipped him for profit. And that's the same for for all these guys, in my opinion. No, I, I'm not banking on any of them to have a res, resurgence, resurgence, Jesus, Jerry, a resurgence. But just about any of them can can accrue you some value if you flip them at the right opportunity. You know, and, I'm, and, and if they and if they don't, they don't cost you shit. So who cares? And 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 I'll throw another guy, even though he's not a free agent yet, Ryan Tannehill. I think yeah. these are the kind of guys that are going to be sought after to go to New York. I think these guys feel like the the booby prize if they don't wind up landing a an Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. And I, I think Tennessee's as, as much in that market there as uh, – it didn't really cover Derek Carr. I like it for Chris Olave. Derek, yeah. Carr, Derek Carr is like maybe two positions better than he was as a Raider. You know, but not a lot there. But Lamar Jackson, Jerry – Lamar got the non-exclusive franchise tag, meaning any team in the NFL can write him up an offer sheet, and any team in the NFL can give up two first-round picks. By the way, those teams have to have a first-round pick this year. So, like, Miami cannot sign uh, Lamar to an offer sheet. They do not currently have a 2023 first, so they cannot. Uh, Any team without a first – can't be in the mix, but uh, what were your thoughts when all this Lamar talk went down from both a real and a dynasty fantasy football standpoint? I don't, uh, you know, it didn't bother me like it bothered everybody else. It, it, I mean, the, it, you live in a business. This is this is a business, and they were not going to do the work for the Baltimore Ravens. I, I am a great way to say it. I, I mean, and that's what they would have been doing. Like, is it possible that 
maybe they're colluding so that they don't get guaranteed contracts? I don't think so. I mean, I, I nothing's impossible, I guess, but it just, I, I just don't see it happening. And especially at this point, right? Because why, why do that? When you can wait, see how the draft shakes out, and if somebody misses on a prospect and they still want to go after him, they still can. If, if they decide they want to move picks, by all means. So I just, I, it didn't piss me off. And I I understand where the Ravens are coming from too. Bro has been injured for the last two years. Yes, MVP. Had an absolutely phenomenal season. Three full seasons three years ago. ago. Yeah, three years ago. Three years ago. So I mean. I'll, I'll yeah. share with you the, the best take that I heard. And I will 100% give a. Uh, I will attribute it back to who said it. It's John Middlecoff of the Three and Out podcast. He said a year ago, we all sat here and said that Deshaun Watson is the stupidest contract we've ever seen in the NFL. And now these same people who said this was the stupidest contract in the history of the NFL now want the Baltimore Ravens, one of the best ran franchises in America, to give give him the contract that they gave Deshaun Watson. It's kind of like the same people who wanted you to go out and draft Jalen Hurts and Malik Willis and all those running type quarterbacks, but now they sit here and they hate Will Levis. I just, for the life of me, cannot do it. you got to watch people like that. It's like you can't have a type and then deviate from the type. You know, it's like you can't kill the Cleveland Browns because they gave up a truckload of picks and then wrote a $230 million contract. And then you want one of the historically over the last 25 years, guys, going back to Ray Lewis. And I think it was that 2000 Super Bowl where they absolutely crushed the the Giants. You want one of the best ran teams in the NFL to replicate what you, we collectively said was one of the one of the worst contracts in the history of the NFL. What it told me is that Lamar Jackson is always going to get a pass with the fantasy football community. I theorize that there's a handful of people like this in fantasy football. Um, anybody who has won you a large amount of money because they way overshot their ADP that year is always going to have a soft spot in your heart. That year, Lamar Jackson was not the QB1. But that year, he had like a QB1 season for the ages. The following year, the the 2020 uh, 20 season, he was like, I think he finished as the QB9. And then the last two seasons, including this most recent season, he missed the fantasy playoffs. And I got news for you. You look around Dynasty Services, guys, and there are still services that have him in the top five to eight of their QB rankings. That's what I learned about Lamar Jackson is I'm getting out of the Lamar Jackson business. Can I get Dak plus? Can I put Lamar and Dak in a package to where I get Dak and something else back and I can ship off Lamar? I'm not saying the NFL player, uh, NFL GMs and owners aren't colluding. I don't think so because I think they're still talking to him. But Jerry's right. It's kind of like, hey, do my homework for me and then just hand it to me and, and let me turn it in because that's all they're doing. Because to get Lamar, what's Lamar want, Jerry? He wants 231, because Watson got 230. He wants $231 million guaranteed. And 
you're going to have to find a team that, that wants to pay that. Because last year, do you remember the two teams that were in the running for Watson besides Cleveland? Oh, was it Miami and somebody? It was Atlanta and Carolina. David Tepper, the owner of the Carolina Panthers, is the second wealthiest owner in the NFL. We've said this before on the show. He bought his franchise cash money, like two point eight billion or whatever it was. He uh, like he shook the he shook the couch cushions in his hedge fund office and just found two point whatever million and went and bought the. He's one of the richest guys in the entire world. And a lot of these teams don't have this kind of money on hand. So you got to have the, 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 the first part of the guaranteed money. And then, like this year, like right now, Jimmy Haslam of the Cleveland Browns has got to deposit like $190 million into escrow for the rest of the Deshaun Watson contract. And do you think that David Tepper is less wealthy than Jimmy Haslam? No. It was a business decision he wasn't going to make for Deshaun Watson. Uh, Arthur Blank, owner of the Atlanta Falcons. I believe he owns Home Depot. Maybe you've heard of him. Orange guys, ladies, aprons. He's probably got a couple of bucks on hand himself. These guys didn't get outbid like top-end money. They got outbid in guaranteed money. They weren't colluding together to make sure Jimmy Haslam got Deshaun Watson they were just like, I'm, I'm not putting that amount of money in escrow. I know what else I can do with that money. So, Jerry, I, I think you're right, but the dynasty lesson to take away from Lamar is that he is still very highly thought of. And if I can get into like a Trevor Lawrence, I don't think you're getting Joe Burrow. I don't think you're getting in the big five. I don't think you're getting Mahomes, Allen, Herbert, Burra, Burra. I like Jera. Burra, it's your, it's your cousin Burra. I don't think you're getting into that range, but if I can get into the Dax, those kind of guys, I, I'm Watson. If I can get Watson plus for Lamar, I'm in. I just yeah, you probably I, get a, a good plus too. I would guess. I remember 2019, but it's so far long ago that you've lost money. If you didn't have Lamar Jackson in 2019 and you drafted him in 2020, 2021, or 2022, you've lost money on Lamar Jackson, Jerry. Hundred percent, and I, I'm just, I'm just looking. Not that I don't think Lamar's good. Not that I don't think Lamar deserves to get paid. Because here's the really dumb part: Lamar deserves his money. Couldn't agree more. It doesn't all have to be guaranteed. And when was the last uh, when was the last big money extended quarterback that didn't get all their money? See, you hear that awkward silence? Nobody. Matt Ryan got all that money. Carson Wentz got traded around from team to team to team and got all that money. Jared Goff got all that money. So someone, if he had an agent, maybe his mom, needs to tell Lamar, just take the 250 because you're going to get all of it. Because even if you don't work out in Baltimore, they'll trade you to someone who thinks you'll work out. So there you go, Jerry. It's my Lamar take. I'm with it. I hear you. You know, I was asking good friend of the show, Izzy Elkafas of the Dynasty Trade Calculator the other day, um, who's the best old running quarterback in the league right now? I'm, I'm just asking. I mean, we play Dynasty, right, Jerry? You said it earlier in the show. We have these guys forever. Who's the yeah. best old running quarterback in the league? Uh, they don't really exist, friend. Russell Wilson last couple of years lost a little bit of uh, zip on his running capability. And what's happened? What's happened to his dynasty and fantasy value since? 
I'm not saying these NFL teams are right, but I'm just saying Lamar's 26. And if you sign him to a five-year deal, that's probably the end. And as we know with injuries, they don't get better with age. So if this affords you a window to get out of the, out of the, the Lamar Jackson business, yeah, you might miss out on one really good year of QB1 upside. But more often than not, over the next five years of that contract, I think if he's on your dynasty roster, I think at the end of the day, you'll be more sad than happy, Jerry. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. And I'm looking at Russell's rushing numbers right now. 277 yards this season, 183 last season. Yeah, last last season he had like his first real major injury with the mallet finger. But yeah. I, 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 I just keep that I mean, in mind. He still mi- played like 15 games or something. But just keep that in mind. Like if I could, like, yeah. like if if you're if you're in a start not a startup because you're not going to get this in a startup. But let's say you're in a an existing dynasty league. Would you rather have Lamar Jackson or Daniel Jones in like the 105? Daniel Jones at 105. 100%. Why? Because at the 105, I'm, I'm basically getting two quarterbacks from one, for, for one there. And Daniel Jones last year ran for over seven. Do you think that's crazy, though? Do you think other people think that's crazy? I, I think Is, so. is it just because we like Daniel Jones? I know you have liked Daniel Jones for a long time, and I'm fully fucking on board this year. But, like, do you think I, that's I, a weird that you think that's crazy? I have always been, I've always been, give me the, 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 the QB3 in a class. The juice. Give, give give yes. I, I just want the juice. Give just me give me the five. point. Just give me the point. You mean I'm gonna get I'm gonna get Danny Dimes in an offense with Saquon Barkley ran by Brian Dayball. They should add a little bit. They should get uh, Wandale Robinson hey, back. Let, let me give you a fucking secret too. I'll have a quarterback in the playoffs. Well, but more the last two years you ain't had him. Well, but two years ago, in fairness, Danny Dimes had like some neck and some concussion issues, so it goes both ways. But then I get the the I think if you look at it in a, in a vacuum, and I didn't plan this. This is usually stuff and that we do behind the record button with with Jerry and I. But I'm just sort of doing it on the fly right now. But if if you're getting a quarterback, I'd have to look at Danny Dimes over the, the last three years versus Lamar the last three years. Uh, but I don't think the gap is is, is going to be tremendous. Now, if you get peak Lamar versus peak Danny Dimes, that's a different conversation. Different. But given the fact that I can get a guy that's going to be more than likely at this point your QB2 with upside, but I can use that 105 to draft another QB and, and have that, that, that chamber loaded, then that's what I'm going to do because you could technically be getting Daniel Jones and C.J. Stroud. You know, Daniel Jones and even Bryce Young in a super flex league. You know, you, you can put you can put this guy on your bench. Maybe you get a quarterback for a quarterback, and maybe you need a, a running back and you want to take Jameer Gibbs. You know, maybe maybe you love Jackson Smith and Jigba. Not that I'm taking him at 105, but you just kind of get the larger point. And this is not anti-Lamar take. This is just this is points in versus points out. I don't forget I, the difference between me and a lot of other people, and I can't speak for Jerry, but Jerry's very practical as well. I don't forget the 2019 MVP season, QB1 overall season, but I don't dwell on it either because I've got one year where it happened and three years where it didn't. I'm just saying. I, I'm, I'm not going to dwell on it and pretend like that's going to be the floor every year because a lot of people do. 
And uh, I don't, Jerry, but I, th I think we did a good job. Instead of being very segmented, we're going to talk rookies and we're going to talk free. I think we just wove a tapestry of NFL football going into this this day of free agency. Yeah, I'm I'm with you. That was that was a good conversation. That's what we needed. We just need to talk ball. You know, uh, super busy going into a weekend. Um, don't want to promise a bonus show because I'm already doing the Monday show that I'm recording tomorrow, but you listened to yesterday. Think about it. And, and we, we had that podcast. We're going to have the Dynasty War Games. You never know what's going on. But maybe one day on the way home from work or whatever, I may jump in on a uh, uh, a phone and a pair of AirPods, Jerry, and we can talk uh, – we can talk a little bit, but man, uh, what else is going on? You want to get out of here? Yeah, I mean, I, I we did we did over an hour. That was good. We did great. So so it's, so, it's, so we got and, and listen, hey, this got, is a great time of the year. The new season, the the, the new the, the new time, the new NFL season starts in like, I guess when you're listening to this, it'll be like that day or the next day or something. No, it's that it's so, today. If you're listening today, it's okay, today. Then, then <laughs> if you're listening today, then it's today. Uh, yeah, so I mean, it, it, we're gonna get cooking. We're gonna get cooking real soon, and then we got another month or five weeks or something till we got the draft. Oh, oh, it's such a wonderful time of the year. You know, I actually really enjoy free agency. It's a break because you know, for like for the last month, six weeks ish, we've been very heavy on the rookie content, and and it should be. It it, it really should be. Um, a glorious time of the year. But it's going to be great to have a week and a half to talk veterans, their stock up, stock down, and then we'll literally get into this like last week and a half of the month of March, and it will be full speed ahead for about five weeks of beautiful content. And we will be able to talk it all the way through the month of May. We'll still have every show uh, contributing in some form or fashion in June and July as we uh, – as we slow down a little bit for those uh, summer months. But, uh, Jerry, let's get out of here. Remember Patreon, patreon.com forward slash Dynasty Warzone. Uh, I'm already out there. That was something we discussed also before we hit the record button. I was doing a one-on-one uh, conversation with our own Daniel. You know, he was looking for some, uh, some quarterback chat, and he and I uh, traded some DMs back and forth, and it's been, uh, it's been a good time. Patreon.com forward slash Dynasty Warzones. Uh, Start up starting soon. So, but anyway, we filibustered enough. On behalf of that man, his name is Jerry Sinclair. You can follow him at Jerry Sin DWZ. You can follow me at DWZ Memphis. Please, pretty please with sugar on top. Follow the show everywhere, especially YouTube. Just go to anywhere social media slash YouTube and search Dynasty Warzone. Subscribe. And if you're listening on podcasts, please rate and review the show. And uh, until next time. On behalf of Jerry, I am Memphis. Remember, here at the Dynasty War Zone, we're just trying to make the world a better place for fantasy football. Have a great week, guys. Talk to you soon. Boom. Boom. All right, sir. Go watch The Last of Us. I'm going to go pee before oh, it's the last of my liver or my bladder. <laughs> bladder. All right, later. Homie. Later, dude. Hey,
Hey, fellow Warzone listeners. My name is Zach Camps. Uh, I'm not golfing or slinging my hands a monster. I'm usually thinking about Dynasty Fantasy Football. A couple months back, I joined the Patreon just to take my Dynasty passion to the next level. And I'll tell you what, well, let's just say there's writer downers for days in the Patreon. The member, you get access to the bonus pod where the guys take the filter off and talk about a wide variety of topics that maybe they won't cover on the normal show. You also get access to Memphis and Jerry for one-on-one advice, personal dynasty dilemmas. They'll tackle them for you, help you out with it. You just don't get that anywhere else. But I'd say my favorite part about the Depth of Patreon is the uh, the group chat. Tell you what, these guys are some excellent minds, tons of fun. The fire in there is amazing. Great platform to post trade questions, debate rookie values, share insight, interact with some cool people from across the globe. You know, Shout out to those guys in Australia. They're blowing my phone up all the time. You know, the best part is there's no Twitter trolls or Facebook trolls arguing about stuff they don't know anything about. So uh, if you want to enjoy your dynasty experience even more, win those championships, pause the podcast right now, sign up, and you can thank me later in the group chat. When we add up all those inches, that's going to make the fucking difference between winning and losing. a game yesterday and if we win one today that's two in a row we win one tomorrow that's called a winning streak